Hello, and welcome to the Coaches Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And today I have special guest coach Sade Curry, who coaches women who are going through or have gone through a divorce. So Sade, I'll let you introduce yourself a bit. Thank you, Sonia. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Shadi Curry. For everyone listening, I am a life coach for a relationship coach for divorced women. So I walk women through, you know, recovering after their divorces, rebuilding their lives. And the largest uh, portion of my practice is helping women get married again after divorce or be partnered for those who don't want you know, the piece of paper, but dating is like, I think at least 60% of my practice is divorced women who are dating again. And so that is, I came by that through my own story. And when I got remarried, women just started reaching out and like, wait, how did you do that? Cause it's kind of crazy out here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can speak to that. It is kind of crazy out there. <laughs> well, tell us and you know, I we talked about this a little bit in the in the pre pre gaming that we were doing, but it occurred to me today that we have never talked about divorce as a complete topic uh, on on this podcast. So, I think this is going to be helpful to a lot of women. But let's talk about the impact of divorce and what do you see uh, as the impact of modern divorce? Oh, it is huge, and you know the reason people don't talk about it is it's just, it, it, it kills the vibe in the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not a happy topic. I, yeah. I remember when I was going through my divorce, you know, like no one wanted to talk about it. They were like, mm, that just seems, you know, so for people who were, you know, married, it was like, ah, uh, you know, like, it's just kind of like, it's very uncomfortable because everyone mm-hmm. has stuff in their marriage. So seeing a friend go through divorce is very uncomfortable for most married folk. Um, and then, you know, in general, in religious circles, so I was in a traditional religious uh, community at the time, they were very uncomfortable with the fact that the divorce was going forward. So it, it right. does happen culturally. We just have not embraced that divorce is just a thing that happens. Yeah. To you know, like, half of the population or about yes, half of the population. Yes. And likely will continue to happen until we, you know, upstream resolve some of the problems that you know create that situation yeah the impact of it is another and because we don't talk about it so much i think the impact of it on those going through the divorce is um understated mm-hmm. so as i was going through my divorce and going through divorce recovery i realized that like losing the relationship was just the that was just the absolute tiny tip of the iceberg yeah it was just the one thing like, that by itself felt, you know, uncomfortable, painful, heartbreaking. But then you have all of these secondary losses. So if you are a mother, you lose your identity as the kind of mother you thought you were because you were one kind of mother when you were in in, in the marriage. And now you're a single mother, not just identity-wise, because the identity is hard enough. But in reality, you're like, oh my God, like, you know, <laughs> this is yeah. this routine is different. Yeah. You have a whole new routine. If you're the one who moves out of the home, your whole, that transition is stressful by itself. Moving is, I think, one of the top five stressful situations a person can go through. Then there is what your children are going through. So that's impacting you as well. 
Yeah. It's painful to watch your children have their routines disrupted, the pain that they experience. Um, there is, like I said, for some people, the loss of the marital home, for some people, the loss of finances or financial security. You are in the court system if it's not an amicable divorce. And that by itself is a whole experience. And so you're going through all of these experiences at once. Mm -hmm. You have friends that will pull away. Like it just happens. Some friends right. are just like, hey, call me when this is over. Because like, you know, yeah. you have friends who wonder if you're going to steal their husband. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I can't even shower in the morning. I'm so depressed. Well, it's like, yeah. Um, if you belong to maybe a church or a religious community that is um, against you having the divorce, then you lose that community as well. You lose that stability, that routine. And so what happens, and I always try to talk to people who are like considering divorce, like, hey, you need to prepare yourself, not just for like what you're going, like the ways things are going to be better after divorce, because they are, mm -hmm. but for the losses and processing the grief, mm -hmm. processing the loss, um, the emotional roller coaster of um, that period is not, I think there's just not enough education around it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely say that that's one of the things that I, it really hit me like, because I had people that I had known my whole life, they weren't family, but they were like family. And since my divorce have never spoken to me, like they've mm -hmm. been in the same room and just not spoken to oh, me goodness. and I mean, that imagine was, that's traumatic it is i i would have never thought that something like that would have happened yeah and uh yeah yeah and you lose control of the narrative i oh, think yeah. too. So, sometimes you have to create a new narrative right um i think you don't you don't realize there's a narrative at first well exactly <laughs> and and the whole idea you know i'm i'm exposing the fact I, the fact that i even believe that there's such thing as control but you know we have an idea that we have this mm -hmm. this Who we are we think we, yeah we think we are a certain person we think we have this certain life mm -hmm. we think everything's like going the way we thought it was and and you know for me my relationship was some you know i was in a an emotionally abusive relationship I was more codependent. And so I had this narrative that, oh, things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. And I was completely blindsided by like, oh no, not only are they not getting better, you're about to like drop yeah. 20 feet, yeah. <laughs> you know, below yeah. where you thought uh, your life was going. Yeah. Wow. So, so when you are working with clients, talk to me about some of the things that, that you all work on. Oh, yeah, a lot. Um, one of the one of the first things I and this is the majority of my clients, not a hundred percent, but majority of them are not in touch with the impact on them. Mm -hmm. Just the emotional impact and the physical impact. Uh, many of them are still in the okay, I gotta fix this mode, where even if they weren't going back to the marriage, it's like I just gotta fix my life. I just yeah. gotta make things better. I just gotta and they ignore the signs that they have to do some deeper work. So they're staying up late at night scrolling on their phone mm -hmm. many of them are you know potentially like going through a little bit of depression yeah you know but they're not acknowledging it because they're usually these strong high achieving bright resourceful women who are successful in every area of their lives in ministry yeah. and at work and so they're like i'm not depressed yeah <laughs> yeah but like you're not sleeping <laughs> they're like i'm not anxious i'm like yeah but like you're kind of yelling at your kids a lot yeah. <laughs> 
right? And yeah, so I don't, I, I don't know that one at all. Right. But it's like, okay, so it's like, and, and this sometimes I just have to like, I have to be really patient and like saying, hey, you don't have to convince me that you're fine. Right. <laughs> okay. If there are things happening, we have to look at them. So we work on an emotional vocabulary. Uh, many women, unless you came from a, just a really emotionally aware family or community, don't know, don't name their emotions. They don't know how they right. feel from moment to moment. So we start with that, just the basics. Here's an emotion, emotions wheel. Mm-hmm. And here's an emotional emotions log. So check in with yourself. Yeah. Several times a day to see how you're feeling so that we can kind of get a temperature of your overall mood. Because if you're, you know, jumping out of your skin and staying busy and overworking or focusing on your kids mm-hmm. and not realizing that you need to thrive as well, it won't work. And so we start with just like, okay, giving them that language and then they can get a temperature for where they are and come out of like, come out of denial of what needs to be healed. Mm-hmm. Once they're in touch with their emotions, then they can see how, you know, they're responding to things. Then we know, okay, here's what needs to be healed. Uh, for some of them, I mean, all, for everyone, there's always grief. Yes. Because there's loss. So there's grief is always one. But then for many divorced women, the divorce itself actually triggers flashbacks to childhood dysfunction or childhood abuse or childhood neglect. Because even you went through a whole lot in childhood, you kind of packed it away, put it on the shelf, built this life that you're like, yeah, everything's great now. I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to think about what my dad did, what my mom did, or all of that. I can just focus on this beautiful new life. Well, when you lose that, it's like it triggers for many women, all of that stuff comes back. So now you're not just dealing with what's happening. Now you're dealing with what's <laughs> what happened then also. Yeah. And, you know, therapy is all often required mm-hmm. in those situations. So I, 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 I tend to tell my clients, hey, if this if it's this height of trauma, then I will work with you on the rebuilding and coaching. But you might need some extra help to yeah. to take that edge off. My, my husband, my current husband, when he was going through his divorce, he likened it to, he said, I had been throwing things in a closet and shutting the door and, you know, then throwing more things in there and shutting the door. And Mm -hmm. he said, when I finally found out I couldn't shut the door anymore because so much was coming out of the closet that the door Mm -hmm. wouldn't shut, you know, I had to face it at that point. And I thought that's, that's a really vivid image. I can understand that. Oh yeah. 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 I knew, I know the moment that that happened to me. I mean, it was, yeah. um, gosh, cause I was so good. I was so good at packing that stuff away. I mean, yeah. I grew up in Nigeria. So like, listen, we knew how to like, we, we have a word called manage and manage means you handle anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it. that works the same it. way in this country. <laughs> you just manage it. Oh yeah, yeah, we manage that. Oh yeah. And so I was so good at it. And I had been married for 17 years, just managing everything that came my way. Mm-hmm. And my I had a firm belief that my marriage was going to be fine. Like we were going to be fine. I mean, he was, he had a diagnosis of bipolar, refused to medicate it. And I still believed that we were going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I can handle it. Like, right. <laughs> so I was just packing yeah. all the experiences away. And when things finally broke I was like I don't know anything that was like the those were the words that I, I was like I thought I knew what I was doing but I have no idea what I'm doing right and I remember that moment and I was like okay well I'm just gonna start from scratch just assume I know nothing 
and let's figure it out. And I just did everything. I went, I did a 12-step program for codependency. I went to therapy. I was on YouTube watching all of the programs. And that was how I got into coaching because I hired my first coach from watching videos on YouTube. And I was like, yeah, this person can help me. And so I hired them. It was a wonderful experience. Um, it was a six-week program to heal from narcissistic abuse. And I was like, oh my God, it had, it, it, it's so much better than like eight months or nine months of therapy that I'd had. Yeah. And so I was hooked on coaching after that, you know, just, I was like, I got to figure out how did I get here? Why did I think it was working? And how do I build the second half of my life on like real stuff? What's real, what actually works and what's actually um, useful? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really important point because I know I I also thought I had everything managed. In fact, I hit that moment of realization that I that I know nothing because I had questioned like I went into my marriage, my first marriage with like I can be content. This will be mm. fine. I mm. I can do this. And when I was going through the divorce, I asked my therapist, I was like, I don't understand why no one ever said to me why are you marrying this guy? I said, if one person had questioned me, I think I probably wouldn't have done it. And mm. she said, Sonia, does anyone ever question your decisions? Mm. She said, or are wow. you a person who always acts like you know what you're doing? And so people just assume, you know what no, you're what doing. You do? Oh and my gosh. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have, I have a similar story, except a couple of people did question my story and I was like, mm, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so so you, you're a better woman than I am. Yeah, well, I could be fooling myself, you know, hindsight's 2020, but I in my mind, I, yeah. So that's, that's funny. It's funny that, you know, we, I think apparently whether we're from Nigeria or the United States as women, if we are going to be seen as strong women, then we have to be seen as women who manage all parts of our lives yeah. and I've shut off that women. vulnerability. I've worked with women from all over, yeah. all over. I have worked with pastor's wives from evangelical circles. I have worked with women from Nigeria, from Kenya. I have worked with, um, <laughs> I mean, like name it. <laughs> so it's a human problem is what you're Completely saying. It's a human problem. The yeah. toxic marriages, abuse. Oh my goodness. Wealthy. I have worked with wealthy women. Like you're talking millionaires who have been through the kind of abuse that you're like, seriously, it is a completely human problem. I don't think there's any like socioeconomic strata that I have not communicated or connected with or worked with a woman from. So, so to bring this to something that our listeners can use, Mm. what are some of the things that you've, you've shared with us a few things that you do to get, I, th I think women to realize where they are, but, but what are some tips if we have women out there who have gone through a painful divorce or maybe they're considering it? Mm -hmm. um, what are some tips that you have for them? Yeah. So, I mean, the tips really depend on where they are in the journey, mm -hmm. but I think one tip that applies to everyone is you're going to have to go on a healing journey. Like it doesn't matter if you're considering divorce, 
Right. I would actually start with a healing journey before you, you know, go for the divorce. Yeah. If you are divorced, go on a healing journey. If you are dating, go on a, like a healing journey, an emotional, uh, somatic, like in your body, because our emotions live in our body. Mm-hmm. That journey is a part of every step of the way. I am still on parts of my healing journey. And I've been on the healing journey since the, the month after I separated. Yeah. Like in, in 2015, like I have been on a continuous healing journey till today. I just went back into therapy last year again. I was like, okay, let's, you know, circle back to therapy again, even as I continue to have multiple coaches in my life. Yeah. Um, the healing journey is the biggest part. Yeah. What you need to heal is going to depend on you. You know, Mm -hmm. so there's no one healing modality that is like the cure all for everything. So, you know, if you've been through narcissistic abuse, you probably have some thinking patterns that need to be healed. You might have some codependent people pleasing patterns that need to be healed. You might have some like physical symptoms Mm -hmm. in your body. I know I had like skin issues, light sensitivity, heart palpitations that required like changing my nutrition exercise yin yoga has been really good in calming my nervous system down um so i would say this applies across the board <laughs> like everyone needs to go on a healing journey no matter where you are yeah. then the second tip is i would say figure out what your starting point is in the relationship area people are always giving advice people are constantly <laughs> giving advice to everybody else yeah and we don't stop to say is this person in my situation are they at the same point that I'm at? Are they married to the same kind of person? I Like you have, I have a client currently. She um, is dating and she's, she had been taking advice from her friend who's been married for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't, this person got married before dating apps were created. She right. has no idea what you're going through. Right. She loves you, but she cannot help you. Yeah. So realize what you're starting, define your starting point. Like, where am I starting? Am I married to a man who is a good guy and it's just not working? That's different from your friend who is married to an abuser or a Mm -hmm. psychopath or whatever. Right. Different situations. And if you can get clarity on where you are, then you know what to do. So like you got to get the right diagnosis Mm -hmm. and then you know whether you need a therapist, whether you need a coach, whether you need a lawyer, who do you need? What kind of lawyer? What kind of coach? Um, that's one of the biggest um, problems I see just in the relationship divorce space mm-hmm. is the advice is terrible. It's just awful advice out there because people don't have a clearly defined um, starting point. And I would encourage any of our listeners who, even if you've been through your own divorce or whether you've been married for 30 years to think about that before you start giving advice to people you know, just take a minute and say, is this coming from my own experience? Because that's not her mm-hmm. experience. Maybe yeah. it would be better if I would just listen and hold off on the advice. Yeah. Listen, be a friend and refer her to experts yeah. who can Absolutely. help her define what's going on with her because they've either, they're either life coaches who've been you know, trained and certified or therapists who are licensed to deal with mm-hmm. some of that stuff or an attorney mm-hmm. who, is li- who is licensed to deal with the legal part of it or, you know, yeah. a doctor who can help with the anxiety or depression, whatever it is, they are experts for all of these things. I, yeah. I agree with that 100%. 
And I love what you said about cycling back to therapy, because I think it's important. We like to box off these periods in our lives, but honestly, we do have to cycle back sometimes. It's not a one and done, and it's not failure if you need to go and visit your therapist. I mean, Mm -hmm. there have been several times over the last couple of years where something's come up and I'm like, huh, I probably need to run this by her. We have a couple of sessions. And then we're done. Yes. yes. And it, it has nothing to do with failure. It has to do with me checking in with me and thinking, oh, I probably need to some help handling this. Yes. Yes. And I think sometimes, like you said, you know, we see it as failure because as women, it's like we, we've been socialized to show up as strong and like yes. checking all the boxes. But thriving, if we are to thrive in our own lives, it, it's going to require sort of this changing the narrative around getting help. Mm, yes, absolutely. Right? Like, let's just change that narrative. I mean, I don't know if you ever heard the joke, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago about how all women need wives. Yes. Right? <laughs> is <laughs> because, that a joke? I thought that was pretty serious. <laughs> it, it is serious. Because and if you think about it, men are socialized to get help. Yeah. They're socialized to be like, yeah, I got to go to work. So like somebody's got to like clean the house and take care of the kids. And someone's got to do all these things. They are socialized to have assistance and they are socialized to get their dry cleaning done and all of that. Yeah. Women are socialized and have been for centuries to be the ones helping. Yes. And because of that, we haven't absorbed the message that, oh, wait, no, you need, you get to have help too. You get to have support. You get to have people around you whether you pay them or not, who are supporting you in all these areas. Like you don't, you don't, you don't have to do it all. In fact, it's unhealthy to do it all. Um, I have a a person that, you know, I I spoke to recently who did not want to go to therapy because they felt like, oh, I know, I know how to do the work. So I have all the books and I have, and I'm like, well, that's true. But I think about my therapeutic experiences or my coaching experiences and how I just enjoy getting loved on. Yeah. I'm like, why would I want to do it alone? Exactly. Exactly. It's a moment to to be vulnerable, to be yourself. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I know exactly what my coach is doing. Like I know the right. modality or I know some what my therapist is talking about, but I'm like, no, I'm here to be taken care of. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, I try to go into all of those experiences that same way. It's like you're the expert. I'm just here. Yes. That feels good. It does. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. All right. I, Sade, I think I think I could talk to you all day about this. I agree. This has been <laughs> so much fun. So if someone is looking for a coach and they, you know, if they are, you said you usually, it's after divorce, you help women with dating. We didn't even get into that. That's the, the real fun part. stuff. Yes. It, it, I it, mean, that has to be the fun stuff. Right? It, it really is. I have all kinds of stories around dating. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So tell uh, us, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, so my favorite place to hang out is my podcast. It is called the Dating After Divorce Podcast. So you can either search for Dating After Divorce on any podcast platform or just search for Shade Curry, S-A-D-E-C-U-R-Y. And you'll find my podcast. Um, it's a fun place uh, for me to share my thoughts and tips. And you can kind of follow through from part number one. And it kind of really gives you a, a, a new philosophy and a new approach to dating. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also reach me on my website, shadicurry.com, S-A-D-E-C-U-R-Y.com. You can book a consult call with me just to 
clarify your starting point, you know, if you want to do that or to explore working with me. I also hang out on Instagram at Shadi Curry. Uh, Facebook is where you probably find me multiple times a day. <laughs> and that's it on Facebook. Yeah, Shadi Curry Life Coach. All right. Your name. I am an 80s teenager and I remember the singer. The Sade. singer, yes. And so when I when I saw your name, because I always thought she had the most beautiful voice. And I was oh, like, oh. She's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So her father is Nigerian. Okay. And so we have the same name, Fala Shade. Uh-huh. Short form is Shade. Okay. Well, it's beautiful. So Thank and you. it was lovely having you. Thank you so much for having me, Sonia. I appreciate it. Yeah. If for all of our Coaches Cup listeners, you can follow me at soniagreencoaching.com or go to our Facebook page, the Coaches Cup Podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts. Have you been divorced? Have you started the dating process again? I, You're right. Now that dating apps are out there, I, <laughs> I've been married. It'll be 10 years this year, so it's been a while. But I went on Match.com and was on there for like half a day. And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not the place for me. Yeah, I can help. I can help with that. Yeah. I, I teach my clients to have fun with it. <laughs> we change We change it around. <laughs> that Well, then there you go. You are going to be the expert. All right. Thanks so much. And we will see you all next week.